Welcome to Aunt Blanche's Story Corner. I'm so glad you decided to join me for a story today. I'm going to read another one about our friend the Rainbow Cat. There was once a cat which was not in the least like any cat you've ever seen, or I either, for that matter. It was a fairy cat, you see, and so you would rather expect it to be different, wouldn't you? It had a violet nose, indigo eyes, pale blue ears, green front legs, a yellow body, orange back legs, and a red tail. In fact, it was colored with all the colors of the rainbow, and on that account, it was known as the Rainbow Cat. It lived, of course, in fairyland, and it had all sorts of strange adventures. In previous episodes, I've already read to you the first adventure of the Rainbow Cat and the second adventure of the Rainbow Cat, and today I'm going to read to you the third adventure of the Rainbow Cat. In the first adventure, the cat went to visit his friends, the cloud folk, who were having a big celebration party. However, the thunder giant was in a bad mood and making so much noise that it was ruining the party. The rainbow cat, who always likes to help out whenever he can, went to visit the thunder giant and not only calmed him down, but became a good enough friend that the thunder giant offered him the gift of a bag of lightning. Rainbow Cat was quite happy with that gift because it can't hurt to have a bag of lightning just in case you needed one. In the second adventure of the Rainbow Cat, he decided to spend some time with the tree goblins. Once again, his help was needed. The tree goblins had a huge order for pink shoes for the fairy queen, and there were no pink petals available. However, our friend the Rainbow Cat found a way to solve that problem as well. The goblins were so delighted that they gave him a bottle of water with fairy power that makes it possible to see through stone walls, plus a beautiful mandolin. Well, now I'm going to be sharing the third adventure of the Rainbow Cat and you will see how his previous gifts come in very handy the next time that he is needed to help in the third adventure of the Rainbow Cat by Rose Feilman. When the Rainbow Cat left the land of the tree goblins, he traveled for some time until he came into a delightful country called the Bountiful Land. It was a marvelous country there were deep forests there and great meadows full of the loveliest flowers, such as only grow in gardens in other countries. The sky was nearly always blue and the people who lived in that land were happy and contented. That is to say, they would have been but for one thing. In the very middle of the country, there was a great castle built high upon a rock. And in this castle, so the inhabitants of the place told the Rainbow Cat, there lived a cruel and wicked giantess who tyrannized over the people and constantly took away their goods 
sometimes even their children. The rainbow cat did not meet with anyone who had actually seen the giantess face to face, but terrible tales were told of her doings and of her horrible appearance. She was three times the height of an ordinary man, it was said. Her hair was like knotted ropes. Her eyes flamed fire. When she blew her nose, the sound was like thunder. When she sneezed, forest swayed as beneath a hurricane. When she stamped her foot, whole villages collapsed. Besides being a giantess, she was reported to be able to work magic, and that frightened the people more than anything else. On dark nights, she would come down from her castle, they told him, in a chariot drawn by six dragons. And when the people heard the noise of it, they fled into their houses and locked the doors and barred the windows. From within, they could hear their barns and granaries being ransacked and the opening of the doors of sheds and stables, whence their best cattle and horses were carried off. But sometimes, a great voice would be heard shouting in the dark, Throw out your treasures, or I will take your children. Then the terrified people opened their windows and threw out their treasures in fear and trembling. And notices would mysteriously appear in the villages, threatening that unless certain things were delivered up at the castle gates, the giantess would come down and take a terrible revenge. The things were conveyed up the rocky path by terrified villagers who left them in front of the gates as commanded. They always came back with most alarming stories of what they had observed. One man had seen the giantess's shoes being cleaned by a servant in the courtyard. They were as big, he said, as a hay wagon. Another was so frightened by the sight of her washing hanging out on the line that he ran all the way home and didn't get over it for weeks. But the worst thing of all was that the children who had wandered a little way from home disappeared and didn't come back. Others who escaped would tell how an enormous cloaked figure had suddenly sprung out from behind a tree seized one of their comrades and made off into the woods. The thing had grown so bad that people dare not let their children out of their sight for a moment, and they were growing so afraid of the visits of the giantess that all happiness was rapidly vanishing out of the land. The fame of the rainbow cat's wisdom had already reached this country and the people were delighted to see him and implored him to come to their assistance. The rainbow cat felt that this was a very serious matter indeed, but he was exceedingly sorry for the people and promised to do all he could to help them. So, on the evening of the second day after his arrival, he took his little bag, which contained, among other things, the lightning which the thunder giant had given him, and the bottle of fairy water from the tree goblin land, and quietly set off for the castle of the giantess. He said nothing of his purpose to the kind folk with whom he was staying. He knew it would only make them fearfully anxious. 
He just said he was going out for a little walk in order to think the matter over. He climbed lightly and softly up the rock path until he came right under the castle walls. There were two immense stone towers, one at each end of the castle, and from the high chimney of one of them, great clouds of evil-looking smoke were pouring forth, green and purple and black. Aha, said the rainbow cat to himself. That's where she's busy at her horrible tricks, is it? So he sat down outside the tower, opened his bag, and dabbed his eyes with water from his little bottle, so that he was able to see right through the wall into the inside of the tower. To his great astonishment, he saw no giantess, but a very nasty-looking old wizard with a long gray beard and an enormously tall hat, who sat in a large room in front of a great open fire. All manner of strange and terrible-looking things hung upon the walls of the room, or were stored away in cupboards, and the floor and the tables were piled with books of magic. A great bunch of keys hung from the girdle of the wizard, who was busily stirring something which was bubbling over the fire in a big black pot, from which came the smoke that the rainbow cat had noticed pouring from the chimney. The firelight shone on the labels of the keys, so that the rainbow cat was able to read what was written on them. Gold chest, silver chest, jewel chest, giantess's room, prisoner's room, giantess's garden. These were some of the names he read on the labels, and he began to understand things a little better. But he thought he'd make a few more investigations, so he picked up his little bag and walked softly off to the other end of the castle, sat down on the ground at the foot of the tower there, and again bathed his eyes with fairy water. This time he found himself looking into a big room full of children. They were all very busy. Some of them were sorting strange-looking herbs. Some of them were grinding queer substances with heavy stones. Some of them were anxiously measuring out liquids drop by drop from one bottle into another. They all looked pale and tired. They didn't laugh or talk at their work as one would expect children to do. And then the door of the room opened, and in walked who but the giantess herself. But imagine the surprise of the rainbow cat upon discovering that, although she was indeed immensely tall, she was otherwise by no means a terrible-looking person, but had, on the contrary, a sweet and charming face and beautiful golden hair. The children all came running up to her as soon as she appeared and seemed delighted to see her. She bent down and lifted some of them up into her arms and was so gentle and sweet with all of them that it was a joy to see her. The rainbow cat lost no further time. He took his mandolin, and sitting there at the foot of the tower, he began playing a little tune. He daren't play very loud, for fear the wizard should hear him in the other tower. But fortunately, the wind was in the right direction, and in any case, he felt pretty certain that the wizard was much too taken up with his enchantments to pay attention to anything else. 
but the giantess heard. For, of course, giantesses have very much larger ears than ordinary people and hear much better. And she put her head out of the window and saw the rainbow cat sitting there in the dusk and asked him who he was and what he was doing. I'm a friend, said the rainbow cat. Help me to come up. So the giantess let down her ribbon waist belt with the bag she kept her handkerchief tied in at the bottom of it. And this was so large that the rainbow cat was easily able to get into it together with his precious bag and mandolin. The giantess hauled him up to the windowsill and asked him to come in and sit down and tell her what he was doing there and all about himself for she saw that he was no ordinary creature. And when he explained to her why he was there and what he had learned in the bountiful country, she told him her own tale, how the wicked magician had stolen her away from home when she was quite young and had brought her to this castle and how he kept her shut up while with his magic spells he did all sorts of evil things. I know the people think it's all my doing, said the poor giantess. He can turn old washtub and six beans into a chariot drawn by flaming dragons. And when he flies out, he wears a great cloak over his tall hat so that everyone takes him for me. He makes these poor children help him in his wicked work and keeps them prisoners just as he does me. He doesn't give us enough to eat. If we're not soon rescued, we shall all starve. He grows worse every day. Big tears fell from the giantess's eyes. Each one made a little poo where it fell. Don't cry, said the rainbow cat. All will Yet be well, my magic is stronger than his. When once I get at him, I'll soon finish him off. Will you take me to him? But the giantess was afraid. She said she dare not disturb him. Besides, she said, he would never let you in. He's so suspicious. It's got to be done somehow, said the rainbow cat. If you're to be set free. He sat softly strumming on his mandolin and thinking, and suddenly the giantess had an idea. He loves music, she said. He says it helps his brain to work. If you could pretend to be a wandering musician. The rainbow cat leapt with joy. The very thing, my dear, he said. Have you by any chance got a peacock's feather to lend me? This the giantess was able to provide. Thank you very much, said the rainbow cat. You'll see, in an hour's time, you will all be free. Goodbye for the present. He was so excited, and he jumped clean out of the window, mandolin bag and all. But he was quite all right. You know, even ordinary cats are supposed to always fall on their feet. And, of course, a fairy cat, well... When he reached the ground, he wrapped himself in his cloak, pulled his hat well over his eyes, and struck the peacock's feather in the front of it. Now I look just like a wandering musician, he said, 
and he went boldly up to the door of the wizard's tower and pulled the bell. The magician himself came to the door, but he opened it only the tiniest bit. Who are you and what do you want? He said in a very gruff voice. I'm a poor wandering musician, said the cat. May I come in and give you a tune? The wizard looked at him suspiciously. What do you got in that bag? He asked, giving it a kick with his foot, so that the bundle of lightning made a rangling noise. I've got all the major and minor keys in there, said the rainbow cat. A bunch of them. That's what makes such a rattle. But I can't do without them. Sing me a song, said the wizard, and then I'll see whether I'll let you in or not. So the rainbow cat sat down on this doorstep and sang this little song, and the wizard stood just inside the door and listened to the words. The Song of the Goose. There once was a goose who lived on a green. Gold was his beak and his feathers were clean. A handsomer creature there never was seen. Hey, diddle, diddle, ho, never was seen. He lived on green and he waddled about, for he said, to be sure I don't want to get stout. And anyway, exercise keeps off the gout. Hey, little, little hoe, keeps off the gout. I don't think much of that song, said the wizard. The next verse is very good, said the rainbow cat, but I'm not going to sing it out here in the cold air. I shall ruin my voice. Well, come in, said the wizard, for he wanted to hear the end of the song. And so he let the rainbow cat in. But no sooner were they inside the wizard's room than the rainbow cat opened his bag and pulled out the bundle of lightning and let it loose all over the place. You never heard such a commotion. Meanwhile, he threw off his cloak, leapt upon the table and stood there with his hair all standing on end and his eyes darting green and blue fire while the lightning flashed all around him and round the terrified wizard who threw himself down on his knees crying mercy mercy for he'd never seen anything like it before and he was anyway quite a coward at heart presently the wizard's attendants came running to see what was the matter they dare not come into the room, but stood trembling in the doorway. Tie him up, commanded the rainbow cat in a great loud voice. The attendants were not at all fond of their master, but in any case they were so frightened of the strange and terrible creature on the table that they did not dare to disobey. So the wizard was tied to the table, and the rainbow cat took all his wicked books and his pots and pans and the rest of his nasty paraphernalia and threw them out the window onto the ground below where they were burnt later on a great bonfire. By this time, the news had spread all over the castle and presently the giantess came in with the children trooping behind her. The wizard had grown black in the face with rage. He knew that even if he were set free, he would be utterly powerless, for he'd lost all of his magic books 
and he was truly rather a stupid wizard and could do absolutely nothing without them. As a matter of fact, the gentle giantess didn't want him to be punished, and in the end he was conducted to the borders of the country and threatened with instant death if he ever returned. But that, of course, was later. You can imagine what excitement there was in the land when the rainbow cat appeared the next day walking down the road from the castle with the giantess by his side and all the children running in front and the wicked magician led behind in chains. The rainbow cat, having finished his task, soon bade his friends goodbye and set out once more on his travels. The giantess made him a present of the gold ring which she wore on her little finger. He would take nothing else. He wore it as a collar around his neck, where it was always greatly admired. She herself soon became a great favorite among the people of the bountiful land. They loved her dearly and were very proud of her, but she always had to be very careful not to sneeze or stamp her foot. People even came from other countries to see her, so that in the end it grew quite embarrassing. But in time, a giant who had heard much of her beauty and gentleness traveled all the way from giant land to visit her, and he married her and took her away to his own home in giant land. Her trousseau took some making, I can tell you. All the women in the district sewed at it for six months, and even then she was able to have only six of everything. <laughs> well, once again, any story, no matter how big the problems, that involves the rainbow cat always ends up happily. You know, I thought he's kind of a unusual superhero, isn't he? But these stories were written way back before everybody else knew about so many different kind of superheroes that we hear about today. I hope that you've enjoyed this story about the rainbow cat and that following his example, that you will always want to be helpful whenever you can be to show others that you care and love them as God wants us to do. Join me again in Aunt Blanche's Story Corner.